0: This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Know Your Company. Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my new friend, Jay Succo. And he talked to me about his love of the use of improv in filmmaking. Um, And uh, he specifically talked from a first-person experience of using improv in a couple of film projects that he's made over the last uh, 10 years or so. Uh, he comes from a place of just rampant passion for improv. You can absolutely tell that is the truth. And I've heard nothing but the best things about Jay's uh, directing. um abilities and sensibilities uh and he's directing a show right now on uh that's playing on Sunday nights at the PH Theater at 7:30 called Sibling Rivalry Presents Let's Not Fight uh so check that out if you get a chance Sibling Rivalry is uh two different groups that Jay uh was directing or coaching that he encouraged to um, work together and create a show um and he just seems like absolutely the best uh presence for that kind of thing he really urges uh listeners and creatives or what have you to uh whenever they want to be creating something to just be creating it and not waiting or resting or anything uh and i think that's something that Uh, we all as creatives can keep in mind and that non-creatives can realize uh, is a constant, you know, source of drive and inspiration for creative types. So I I really, really think that uh, Jay had so many awesome things to say, and this was real joy to get to to talk to him before and during the uh, recording. Um, so I'm excited for everybody to hear this. I uh, enjoyed the portion uh, where we got to talk a little bit about what you know we think of or know of as uh, groups who use improv in their uh, film or TV making. Um, but it was really, really cool to get to talk to someone who's done it firsthand and and understand that you know even though it's parts of it can be improvised. The, one of the most important things you can keep in mind is that there's still an incredible amount of planning involved. <laughs> um so check out sibling rivalry presents let's not fight on sundays in april at 7 30 at ph and uh, enjoy this conversation a couple of quick plugs thank you to the chicago podcast cooperative for providing me with a sponsor for this week you can check out more information at chicagopodcastcoop.com uh fishbowl my show at the annoyance on Thursday nights at eight continues uh, special attention for annoyance students who can come out and put their annoyance ID into the fishbowl and get it drawn to play in one of the sets at the show um check out the other nerdlogs podcasts nerdalogs.com slash podcasts. As those things are really great, we just had a big long string of great episodes of your stories, uh, with pay paying special attention, I think, to the one we recorded out in L.A. Just because it was cool, it was it was a nice variety of, of storytellers that we don't typically get access to here in Chicago. So check that out if you're interested at all or get a chance. Thank you so much again to Jay and to good friend John Campbell for uh, setting up this uh, interview for the two of us. And uh, I'm really glad because it was a total joy. And I really appreciate Jay taking time uh, out of his night to come talk to me about improv and filmmaking. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to, like, cite his i really i love matt i think he's super smart like you said and like jesus if he's not one of my favorite improvisers in the city honestly like he's just so like i love those kind he it just seems like he always has the right thing to say
1: yeah
0: um but like with all that said i also just think his episode really embodies what i think the show like should and could be yeah. In terms of like He dude
2: just really loves Playing board games And I don't <laughs> But I Like you know what I mean But I'm really fascinated Why people do it's That's like I hate what it. the show
1: like, is And then yeah. he talked And I was
2: like Okay that makes sense Cause I have friends like You know who dig it And I'm mm-hmm. like was never my thing Yeah But listening to it It was like Everyone's the same. The it's geek not out what about you something. like. It's about it's about how you like it. Yeah. I, I mean, like I it. feel
0: like there are people who are gonna look at this and be like, "Man, I hate when I see films that are look like they're mostly <laughs> improvised." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I <can> <laughs> of course yeah. they repeat. Like v- you have
2: to do it right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my guest today is Jay Succo Is that how you pronounce That's your last name?
2: Man, dead on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, high, high five, five and that's, cheers.
2: That's perfect. Yeah, a lot of people mispronounce it, but that's it.
0: <clears throat> I uh, I tried to do enough research to know at least that. <clears throat> um, so I'm glad to be able to make you happy in pronouncing your name correctly. <laughs> With a name so like much. Mary Beth Smith, <laughs> <laughs> the only gripes I can ever get are when someone chooses just Mary doesn't Rough. fly. Rough. It doesn't fly. It's a double <laughs> name. <laughs> but Suko, yeah, that's not...
2: I don't know if that's intuitively how I'd pronounce it. Uh, I don't think it's intuitively how a lot of people would. <laughs> Even people I've known for a while. Really? Yeah, and then you get to a point where you're like, I'm not going to correct you. I've tried a couple times. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like, play that
0: game sometimes with people who continuously call me Mary. I just yeah. let them.
1: Yeah, all okay. right. I'm not going to change your mind.
0: Yeah. I don't really so, care. So, uh, I, hey man, yeah, you do you. Right? You do you. I'll do you. I don't really care. You do you. It doesn't affect me in any strong yeah. enough way that I have to
2: change. You mispronouncing my name is not a big deal.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jay uh, is specifically going to talk to me about uh, his love of improv and filmmaking. Yep. And uh, I'll ask to get this ball rolling. Where do you feel like the origin of your love uh, came from?
2: I know exactly where it did for improv and filmmaking. And it's Mm -hmm. strange because I was never like a big film guy.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
2: I was never, like, one of those guys that could sit and watch films and cite um, specific filmmakers or Uh anything like that. I'm in my 40s, and I never saw Star Wars until a couple years ago, so I'm like, it was not a thing where I went, man, my life is all about film. That's so funny. But my life... Is all about improv, uh-huh. and I remember I had a conversation with a good friend of mine named John Berka. Um, we used to work on a team. I, I worked with him, and I, I at a, a theater in the city. And we sat there, and he. We have a shared love of family dysfunctional movies. Oh, cool! And that thing, and, and just dysfunctional, and like, like- ensemble. Um, we love things that are like dark, dark comedies. I love a film like uh, something like The Big Chill, where okay. it's like everything seems all right and then what's really going so on. So
0: August, there. Osage County yes. is probably like the most like contemporary totally. version of that.
2: Yeah. Very, very what's happening underneath. Did you see
0: August, Osage County while I was at Steppenwolf or have you I seen it I didn't seen it at,
2: I did not see it at Steppenwolf. I know what the play is. Yeah. And by the time I heard about it, it was sold out, and then it went. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I happened As, to me for um, Virginia Wolf like, two yeah. years ago. It was like, oh, man, i got to see this show. And then, like, by the time I tried, it was, it was impossible. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I would heard enough about it and yeah. met people who had seen it mm-hmm. to where I'm like, that's my sense yeah,
0: of Yeah, I can I totally love, see that. I'm a I love re- Awkward. Mm-hmm. I, I read it in college and then got to see it in New York with like most of the same cast before I even moved to Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I just happened to be there while I was, sh- while I was playing. And it is really funny if you're, like, willing to laugh at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. You have to be willing. And see, you know, I like things that make people a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think comedically as well. Cool. And I don't mean mean. No. I mean just, like, I'm. I like scenes... I play very silly and goofy, but I also like scenes that are just like, wait, where'd that come from? Yeah. I like a lot of right turns. Love it. I don't like to be able to watch something and go, oh, I know what's happening. Uh-huh. I want things to surprise me.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
2: And so he and I talked about putting up an improv show about families and the dysfunction because cool. we also come from dysfunctional families. Cool. And we were like, nothing's, nothing's more dysfunctional or funny Than family. Yeah. Nothing's more also engaging and emotional. And there's so many dynamics. So we sat in, I think we were in Salt and Pepper Diner (laughs) on Clark.
0: Classic.
2: And he approached me and we just about like doing a show. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that's great. I'd love to work with you. And then I said... You know, we talked about it. I don't want to say I said it. we, we <laughs> it's not like well I said this and that's why it happened. But we talked about uh, it and we, we were like could we do it outside of the stage? Ooh because it's like how many and at that point I was I was thinking, I don't wanna put another improv show on. That's so you know, funny. And how long ago is this? We started talking about this in two thousand I think the origination was like 2004. I
0: was going to say, I I was going to ballpark it was about 10 years ago. It
2: was about, or even earlier that we started, so maybe 2003.
0: Which is, uh, the only reason I ask or like even bring that up is because... even at that point you were thinking I don't want to put up another improv show how do I do this outside of a stage and now you know 10 plus years later the community is even more saturated and and there are you know who knows how many multiplied numbers of shows. So, and, and
2: take that back when I first started and it was like, nobody knew improv. Uh,
0: and you and, still were just like, I'm uh, yeah. over it. And I love it. Like, I
2: love doing improv. I love uh-huh. improvising. I love, like, if it's a show where it's, I get to play with great fun people or not even just fun people. I'm like, Yeah. But the thought of investing into a run of shows, sure. flyer, posters, sure. all that, it was like—and and I look at it like that of it's oversaturated. What's going to make you go—like, honestly, people don't go to improv shows because of the poster. They go because somebody says yep. either, like, come see this, it's good, or— Will you come with me because it's my coworker?
0: Right, right? that's and so like, funny. <laughs> so uh, Those are the two. We yeah,
2: I have my uh, my friend Jay Ferrari like the car. He, <laughs> he says he goes. There's one five dollar bill that floats around improv.
0: I've heard that before too. <laughs> I've totally heard that to before show. too. There's the same five same floats thing. around <laughs> everywhere. It's like th- when you every. I feel like every improviser feels that way if they ever are paying a coach for dues. Like it's News. like that that five bucks came to them like in some way and then they're just passing it back off. Like
2: <laughs> and coaching fees are another thing that yeah. cracked me up because when I ninety three I think I was on a team at uh Bravo Olympic at that time and mm-hmm. we paid five bucks ahead. And that's I think it's so the same funny.
1: thing now. It's oh, like five absolutely bucks
2: ahead. Five bucks so, ahead. So we we started talking, John and I, of like, okay. I think we could do something. And John is really more of the make things happen guy. Cool. As far as like what, like, let's talk budget. Let's talk like he, he has a thankless job that he does well. He's like, I'll, I'll talk to these people. I'll talk to our investors. Like he does that. Cool. And I handle more of like just a creative side, but he's an improviser. So it's like a huge partnership. And we started talking about, could we do a film? And then people were like, you should do a short. And then we were like, okay. And we thought, the money you put into a short, you could do a feature. You really could. Mm -hmm. If you you play it right. And then you are an improviser. Your friends are improvisers. They'll go do a free show all the time or pay. Mm -hmm. I know there are people that would want to do this, even if they get a deferred or no payment. Yep. And I'm like, all right. So we started talking. And the first thing we did is we said, we need money. Mm -hmm. So we spent a year developing a business plan.
0: Wow. We didn't talk
2: script or anything.
0: That's crazy. We were like, we got to
2: get money. We're not going to put this... We're not going to make it uh, uh, out of our pockets. So we're going to put together and treat it like a business... And we had no idea, so we did a ton of research. Wow! And we talked to people, uh, f- like his John's brother-in-law uh, does financial stuff. So we're like, okay, let's talk. That's how financial I am. He does financial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he does finance something. Man, this and John's is told so me a bunch funny. of time, and I'm just like, I don't still don't know what I don't it know, is. Don't know he's
0: like an accountant. Yeah, he does. Or I
2: think he does finance. Or or or, yeah, he does. He's really good at what he does. I'm yeah, not sure. I it,
0: know what you mean. You know,
2: yeah. and then you rely on those people and you, and I talked to my wife who does, um, consulting just about like, is this language? Will this make us seem credible? <laughs> wow. Instead of like, Hey, put it money into our improv film. because Right, it's like, right,
0: right, 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 right. And
2: so we spent a year and we, we, we did it like a table of like, Here's what some films have made. Here's a return, what we're expecting on your investment. And we also made it clear. But let's be honest, it's a film. For sure. There's absolutely no guarantee. A lot of them don't make yeah. money back. But we we want you to know, here's the things we're going to do. And what we found out is that the people that invested in us, invested in us. They did not invest in, in the In the project. They invested in us because they saw we're hard workers. It goes yeah. back to packaging. Yeah. And we are, we are you
0: knew how to hard workers. Yourself.
2: And we are like, we want to make them money back, so we will keep making films.
0: That's so interesting. And I, uh, as a like <laughs> brief personal tangent, I am um, in a sketch group called the Nerd Logs. That this podcast is uh, kind of produced by, in mm-hmm. that it's hosted on our website and things like that. Um, And we, as a group, uh, developed a card game. That we're about that we have been trying to look into um, and talk to people about uh, financing options, and we're definitely going to make a Kickstarter because that's how things get financed now. <laughs> which ticks me off
2: because it wasn't sir, a Kickstarter. Which
0: I'm sure I knew as you we were talking about all that. I was like, oh man, the idea of Kickstarter is like infuriating when you're talking oh about all
2: this. All the work that we put in, and now it's like like we did a Kickstarter for a group uh, that I was coaching that went to Hawaii that raised money. Oh, and my wife's my like, God. so people are going to pay you to take a vacation. Oh was like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so that I'm like, oh. and then
0: people, but so, uh, there's still, if you want to do a Kickstarter, right. A, a lot of work, you know, go that vindo. has to go into it. We've had to do a lot of the same things you guys did. We've had to totally. look at a lot of games And where they were successful while kickstarting and how much, you know, how many, like, specific numbers of uh, units and things like that and talking to other game developers. And then we're also talking about becoming an LLC, making the group into an LLC so that no individual person has to take on all the financial responsibility of the, like, thousands of dollars that will hopefully eventually come from a kickstarter. But it's like you said... The people who are backing that Kickstarter aren't backing a card game. They're backing the Nerd Backing locks. you. Like, our name yes. is going to be the thing that gets people to put money into this game.
2: <laughs> and and I'm, if I'm an investor, and I understand this because we, John talks to our, um, we have one investor, and it's it's absolutely, it makes sense that they'll call and be like, okay, so what's going on? Yeah. Which is, you're right, because you're putting money in.
0: Yeah, frankly, people who don't. You, it, frankly, I see a lot of projects who are like that. I think to myself, "Where was someone checking in on
2: this?" They because they go, especially with Kickstarter, they go, "I'm," it's, they go, "I'm gonna give you twenty bucks." It's like yeah. they don't. Sure, most of the people don't just want to help. Yeah, don't care about return anything like that.
0: They have the yeah, the, but they they they're
2: also a place the people that will give you twenty dollars mm-hmm. versus like I need five thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. And sure.
2: I need to tell this person, I'm going to do everything I can to get you your money back. Sure. I, you are trusting me. And that's a lesson I wouldn't have thought of, but my partner in the venture, John, is always, he understands that mm-hmm. and he comes from a background and he's, yep, let's do this. Let's make sure let's, and he also goes, let's do this for the least amount of money we can. Sure. He goes, and I agree. He goes, you know, you. People do like people. I go to these shorts sometimes, and people are like, "They raise this money, but then they go." You see bottled water, and it's like, "Yeah, You're a shirt. it's like why are you wasting your money? Why did you spend? You don't need to spend it on, on water. right. right. Yeah. Like, don't spend it on water, like and that's things we also learned going into it because we thought, okay, we're gonna have to. We'll go to Costco and we'll buy these lunch plates and all this yeah, stuff. And then sure. that was the first film. The second film we went, nope, how can we make it for even less? Yeah. How can we make what we do for less? And the second one is called Troubado, and it's about a restaurant and we actually would shoot in a restaurant and the cook... You'd get the restaurant to cater it. Yeah, well, the cook, we would buy the food. The cook, one of the line cooks in the film, was a line cook and would make <laughs> the food that we would show on film and then we'd eat that food so then it's like we're killing That's two birds amazing. with one stone and it became That's such so a funny we got we've always been really lucky with the people that come out and say yeah i'll be a part of it and we don't want to ask people improvisers sometimes don't want to artists don't want to ask yeah And they don't, and it's like, if you're not going to ask, you're not going to get it, and maybe that person wants to do it. Yeah. We always think that we're not giving them anything. Man, that's so
0: true. Today, so, like, we had a meeting tonight associated with our sketch group meeting where we invited two friends of ours who are, like, our friends, and they come to, you know, as many Nerdalog shows as they can. They're friends and supporters.
2: They're Nerdalog nerds.
0: Yeah, they are. They really are. And, like, thank God those people exist. Totally. And they keep us going, but, like, we forget... You know, so we sat down and we're profusely just, like, thanking them. um, Like, thank you guys for doing this with us. They're both lawyers. They both have, like, helped walk people through this process before. They're invaluable. So they sit down and we're just profusely just, like, oh, my God. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of this. Like, oh, this means so much to us. And they, like, kind of put a kibosh on all that. And we're just, like, you guys have been a part of my entire Chicago experience, like, I... This is my pleasure. Like, I... You made us laugh. Yeah, like, I work for assholes. This is my But I can come to you guys and do a thing that I actually, like, do professionally and am good at and enjoy in some ways and do it for you, like... Please, like, stop being given,
2: so. You give them memories, yeah, and experiences, yeah.
0: And and he they had said like, anytime that you need us to come back and like, or answer questions or whatever it is, like anytime you need, if you wow. want to make up like, you know, a document that outlines what each of you do in this organization, I will be there. And it's just like. Yeah, like, we forget. It's like you said, as artists, like, we don't like asking because we think it's always favors. Totally. But it's not, like, we... It's not always favors.
2: You're creating. And you're doing things a lot of times that, like, I would... I have friends who are artistic, but they chose the path of a career. Yeah. And so part of it is like I do gigs with them and I think it's a favor to ask them to play guitar in a show. And it's like, no, they want to do it.
0: And that's so funny because these guys are also game developers. They're developing their own game. So we like, you know, help like they help us play test and like we do whatever we can for them. We
2: discount ourselves as actors and artists. And that's going back to like the coaching fee. It's like you're discounting your time. Because you think you should only be paid X amount, five bucks a head. And it's like, I I value, I have a family. I value my time, but also my experience. And also I think I'm worth this much. Yeah. And it was so hard at first to say what that going from $5 to X amount. It was so hard because you, you sit there and you say, Oh my God, they're going to find me out.
0: Dude. But like
2: fraud. It's like, you're
0: not. (laughs) But improvisers operate from the same place of like, oh, I want to be involved at this theater, I want to perform here, but it's going to cost me X amount of money a month, or I have to not, you know, like, or I have to leave 30 minutes early from work every day, or whatever it is, you know? Uh, It's still... like. But no one's getting paid to do it. And then it becomes, it's basically the same kind of conversation as all yeah. I'm saying. It's like people are afraid to admit to themselves that that's what they want out of it. And,
2: and you're, let's say you're paying 20 bucks a rehearsal each. You're getting that much out of it and you're getting that time. And it's like, you don't look at it like you're paying. It's like. Yeah, but you're getting so much also in return, and it's yeah. no different than like what if you're a bowler, you're gonna go bowl yeah. and pay money to bowl, and you yeah. really do. It. All humans want are to be a part of a club. They hang out with people. <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter if it's church. <laughs> why religion or, exists? And,
0: yeah, that's why What, it's it's
2: what, it's what really, do you think improv is? Yeah. It's the religion for the millennials. Yeah, say that.
0: It's the, it's the so religion true. for the millennials. Yeah, I mean, and I don't you like, ties
2: to the church. You yeah. give the church money, and
0: I don't think I definitely. It's just at some point, you know. Performers uh, uh, I think there are a lot of places That take advantage of performers In terms of like It's like you said You had to pay oh, money to get there It's
2: <laughs> free labor
0: Yeah That's It's the other free thing. labor It's
2: free labor You and have to it's pay a,
0: money to get there And then keep
2: paying to do it <laughs> And it's a it's a brilliant business plan <laughs> Yeah And it's like You're going to pay my staff mm-hmm. To do that oh, and, and Awesome And mm-hmm. it goes back to packaging Of like well, this guy or gal that's coaching us, we should pay them. It's like, well, and I, but I go circle back around to the one thing I've learned in the world of improvisation and sketch, (laughs) not my theater. Yeah. And it's a lesson I had to, it had to be pounded into my head and it's made life easier. I know what that, I know what theater X, Y, and Z, I know what their deal is. If I don't want to do it, it's not. I don't, I have don't to do, do it. Yeah, I don't have. And that's and it's like a, that's it's not my exactly yeah. It's not that's not my a better either. way to
0: say what I was trying to say before was like it's a scary thing as a performer to have to make those choices. Yeah, because especially when you come into this community specifically and you hear you know the I O and the Second City and the annoyance and the Playground and whatever that. You know, X, Y, Z theater is like you said. Not your theater. You get it in your head. Not your theater. That that's what you're supposed to be doing. And And you get swept up
2: in the excitement of being on team, group, stage. You get swept up in that. And then you turn it inward when you don't get that. Yeah. Because you go, there's something wrong with me. Or you go, I have to really get it Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And both of those are the wrong reason. And what we forget is... They're training centers. They're yeah, not guaranteeing anything. That's it. They're training, but we it turns back totally on us because we go. Lesson. Yeah, and you go, and, and I understand it because it's like, yeah, it hurts. It hurts if you see people going on to do, th- and you're like, we're in the class, and you yeah. get taught be a class and ensemble, and then it becomes a cutthroat competition. And
0: it, exactly. But like, you know that
2: going into out. it, yeah, and you know that's, and, and it's like not my theater. That's, Personally, do I agree with things? No. Right now, my theater. Not, do I want it? Do I want it to be different? Then I'll do something like Abdel Sayed does, which is like I'll start Mike Abdel Sayed. Yeah. I'll start my own theater. Yeah, and and I'll do it how I want to. And there's going to be people are going to have issues with that as well. Yep. And it's like there's a limited amount of performance. And you run into
0: things that you never would have considered when you were on the other side yes. of things when you were trying to you know man uh, backseat
2: drive. Go sit and be. Go hold auditions yourself. Yeah,
0: be an and auditor. Go, be
2: an auditor. And see that. You know what? Go try to schedule. Here's a great thing you can do. Go try to schedule 30 teams. This is something I've had to do. 30 teams. You have to cut 10 teams with no explanation given you. You have to cut them, and on three of those teams are good friends of yours.
1: Oh.
2: And, then, and then get a flood of people coming, and then have somebody go, put this person you just had a conversation with, they just called me, put them back on a team, and kick this person out. Oh. So get on the other side, oh. and, then, and then go back to, not my theater, person X who started this, you don't understand the journey they had mm-hmm. to get to, where theaters are now in this city blows my mind. Improv. I can't imagine. Blows because seeing you that much of it, so much change, and theaters like MCL that's dedicated to musical, musical improv. Yeah, but to go from above a bar or theaters where you go to the bathroom in a bucket backstage because there's not a bathroom. True. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, to go from that to go from telling people. You know, improv's like um, SNL, but made up. Yeah. To go there to now where it's become this behemoth. Yeah. And there are 12 or whatever improv theaters and more starting.
0: And that, I was going to say, and that story of someone going, well, this isn't my theater and I'm going to start my own. Like, I mean, you have... uh, the improv den that Dina Fackless started. Yep. Like, that's There's basically one at how.
2: Iron just yeah,
0: Flatiron's just starting up. Um, I mean, and then under go the talk guns, to picking up, steam. yeah.
2: Go talk to Angie McMahon and Kevin Mullaney, Dina Factless, yeah. Mike Abdel Sayed, Steph McCullough. Go ask them how easy it is. Yeah. Go ask them how easy it is when it's like. Uh, also, I'd love to have you more improvisers, but you don't treat things professionally. Yeah. And oh, that's so Improviser fun. X. You run out during before the show ends to go to another show somewhere else. Yeah. And it's if impossible. you think of it with the business aspect, which it is you know it it's somewhat insulting if you take yourself out of improv to be like you're bringing the bag from this theater into another theater yeah you're doing that and so when you look at all of that and you go through that if nothing else you learn <laughs> from what I'm talking about the one thing i hope you learn is like have fun <laughs> and it's not my theater yeah. I, I had to learn that lesson. Yeah. And so we, to tie it back into John and I. was, was going to tie it back into, we go ahead. We went, how can we do this? We developed a business plan. But then we went to um, somebody like Joyce Sloan to be like, and Joyce Sloan was the producer emeritus of Second City. She was there. Okay. When she passed away. Second City had been around for 51 years. She was there for 50 of them. Including the year she passed away. So she was the heart and soul and the nurturer of Second City. Yeah, I've heard her name before. She means so much. And her daughter Cheryl produced a show I was in, one of my graduate shows way back in the day at Second City Northwest, which used to be in the suburbs, which is no longer there. So these two have a really big impact on me. And I remember going in... I went into a theater to talk to the owner about um, the movie, about contacting. Mm -hmm. I had...
0: And this was the first movie?
2: This was the first one called American Legacy. And this was in the infancy stages. I don't even know if we wrote anything at this point, but we're like, we want to find out the the experience. Yeah. And I had John Favreau as a teacher, an improv teacher. And I went into a theater he worked at. And um, uh, it was an annoyance. And I talked to the owner and they spent the whole time talking about a movie they wanted to do
0: that's so funny and
2: I, I'm like I just wanted to talk to him because to ask his experience of swingers oh sure I think around that time though Iron Man was coming out or canceled. Oh, so it was just like no chance it was
0: impossible yeah but I
2: went to Joyce Sloan at Second City and, and John and I went in to talk to her and before I could finish she said she gave us her Rolodex we are in her office and she goes who do you want me to call Oh. It was It makes me cry She yeah, was that kind of Yeah I just person. got
0: chills When you said that
2: she, You could go into her And say Joyce I want to I Mick Napier did this He went in He was with the Annoyance Founded it He mm-hmm. went into Joyce And said I want to direct And she goes let's see How we can make that happen And he's one of the best Directors they have ever had Yeah You could go in and go I want to tour And she would help Get you there Figure out Yeah figure that out Or be like do this Or she would even Put you in Like back in the day She would make it happen Yeah. To where you would do that. So she... Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's a a different... It's a different thing now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And, and, you know, the same with Second City. It's like, Second City's doing pretty well with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you don't like what's happening, go do your thing you don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joyce, in the office, I remember I said, uh, I think Nir Vardalos would be a great person to talk to because I remember watching her as I was a student Mm -hmm. and I... I didn't, it, was, it wasn't like I knew her, but I was in a group that did shows on Monday nights, almost like a touring company. We did a graduate show that then we turned into a year of doing that show. Okay. Because Cheryl Sloan, Joyce's daughter, <laughs> said, We're gonna, you guys wanna run Keep your show for a year A like, yeah. of, oh. And
1: then <laughs> yeah, we did of a, best we <laughs>
2: of, a best of show um, with uh, material from Second City Northwest. If you want a tangent? <laughs> Can I take a tangent? Please. I hate when shows are canceled. I hate when shows start late and are canceled. When people cancel. We canceled one show at Second City Northwest. We were doing a best of Second City Northwest show. And there were people like Carell, Colbert, Amy Sedaris, Paul Danello. Uh, Dan Castle who's Homers yeah. and Kenny, they all came from there. So they weren't doing that downtown from, from Second North City West. Northwest. Really? Yep. Wow. They weren't down like they weren't doing a best of out there. They were doing the touring company Monday night. So then yeah. Cheryl Sloan said, Do you want to do a best of? We're like, Yeah. Of course. So we were doing this material from all these guys and stuff that Corell and Colbert and Amy Sedaris and Paul Dinell wrote were so great. I, I can't even explain. You'd have to see these sketches to realize how well they were and how well acted and how full they were. And it was amazing. So, we one night canceled the show. And we had like 20 or 30 people in the audience. Wow. And we canceled it because a couple of people in our group were from that area. And it was people that had seen the show before. Going back to what we talked about, which is like they were there because they wanted to laugh no matter how many times they saw the show. Mm -hmm. So we canceled it. And I was like, let's use it as a dress rehearsal. We have the stage. Let's still do it. And everyone's like, no. And I go, okay. And we cancel it. Two minutes later, maybe, uh, Stephen Colbert and Paul (sighs) Danello walk in the door. We had begged them for months to see our show. It was their night off, Monday night. Shut up. And they lived in the city. So they drove out to um, Rolling Meadows to see the show that got canceled. And I did... I was Should the role I? of Colbert in a lot uh, of the sketches. So I was always like, never cancel a show. You have a stage. So that was my tangent. Coming back to uh, Joyce Sloane, she called Nia. Uh-huh. Nia was at Second City Northwest before she went downtown. Okay. And she goes, hey, it's a Joyce, I'm going to have these two filmmakers call you. I can vouch for them. They're great. They do great work. And then we... Talk to Nia Vardalos. And That's we were just awesome. like, we just want to know your experience. And she said the greatest piece of advice.
0: And this was had. after she had already done Big Fat Greek, Big Fat Greek, Fat Greek Yeah, Greening. It
2: was a long time after. So, But we wanted to know what it was it like making that small thing. Yeah. Just what was your experience from writing it. And, and so she goes, surround yourself with people who say yes. Oh. Which goes back to improv, which goes yeah. back to what we think of. And it's like so many people will tell you how it can't be done. So many people will use their brains and their minds to be like, Well here's here's the problem with what
1: you're do, <laughs> right. Right?
2: Here's, here's why your board game's not gonna work or I don't know and all those people do is slow you down. Yeah. And all that does is then start you with your doubt of like, Well yeah, maybe we can't make a film. I've never made a film before. And I remember we met with somebody early on and they talked so much uh, they were going to be the film side of what we were doing the production yeah. side and they derailed everything and they did not take to our idea and they told us why we should do a short instead and go to film festivals and this and that and we right. were that's additional money. Yeah. That's it, and there's no it's not like before where you we would just go to make Sundance. The thing. Yeah, yeah, there was no guarantee of getting anything signed you want to and it's like we want to create yeah so then we go okay again part the way it's
0: kind of that also kind of goes back to the like not my theater thing honestly because like even movies movies are still getting made like that yep. like whiplash was a short before mm-hmm. it was a feature like movie it was a short and they and some do took it around For and they sure. raised money and that's the way it became a movie yeah but with that said You know, there's plenty of other movies that got made last
2: year that didn't start as shorts. There's movies that got made on iPhones. The iPhone, you can make HD film on iPhones. Mm -hmm. There's no reason you should not be making, uh, creating Mm -hmm. films, shorts record your sketches, improvisers. You have nothing. Improv is a great skill, but you don't have anything to show people. So if you want to make a career in it, you can't invite people to see your improv show. There's no guarantee, but you can invite them to see your sketch show or, hey, here's my YouTube channel. Because mm-hmm. that's what's going to get you if you want to make a living doing it. That's yeah. I mean, that's there. yeah. And so when you have people who go and for me, I also go, hey, that's his thing, not my thing. It's cool to be like, we're not jiving on this. Mm-hmm. And so we said, all right, we need to raise... And we came up with a budget. And the first budget, we raised eleven grand, And that was stuff we put in as well. Mm-hmm. And then we took that money and we shot this film in uh, six days, seven wow. days. Wow. A full feature.
0: Wow. Seven
2: days. Um, and this
0: was American...
2: American Legacy. It had people like... If you have Im- the the improvisers listening might uh-huh. know the names of like Noel Gregoropoulos mm-hmm. who's at in Carl and the Passions at io Shad Kunkel, yeah. who does a lot of I.O. stuff in Second City, yeah, Holly Laurent.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: Uh Jet Eveleth, uh Bill Baylor, these are all mean Rick Walker's in it, um, Joe Minakawa uh Michael Schrenning Jr., John Burka, I was in it. That's uh, awesome. We all played brothers.
0: I was gonna say, is it was it family
2: related? It was all family, like it was Burka, me, and um Bill Baylor were all brothers. Okay. And our sister was Jet Eveleth. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jet Eveleth was married to Shad Kunkel in the film. <laughs> And he played a guy <laughs> who always wore a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was a backstory, which we never we never said, which is like, he had a neck issue. But he so never personally. said it, so he always wore turtlenecks. <laughs> That's so funny. And he funny. had a career like John Tesh. Like he was uh, uh, like a new age pianist.
1: That's so funny.
2: But then they had to move from, new, from Manhattan because they were losing money. So all this, the story revolves Classic. around... It's it's like a Greek tragedy. The yeah. father runs a salute to America sale <laughs> for an appliance store he runs <laughs> in Chicago. And every year the kids come back to help him with it. Oh
0: awesome.
2: but then they find out he had said the mom ran away to join the Rockettes, but they find out what really happened to her. She suffered postpartum depression and he was very callous about it. So it becomes <gasps> this whole thing of like and it comes out wow. at a dinner and you see all this stuff. And then you also find out that the the front desk person at the who was played by Holly Laurent, who's amazing. Yeah. They're all amazing. Yeah. The front, like the receptionist, um, who John Burke of the youngest son had a flirtatious relationship with, uh-huh. and he really liked her, that the dad was having an affair with her. <sighs> so you find out all oh this stuff. Oh, my God. And we needed a funeral home to shoot a funeral scene in, and we went to. It's now sadly he he sold it last year, but it was again Brisky, uh, which is Wellington and Lincoln. And here's what you have to do. Get oh yeah, yeah. You got to ask. We went into the. We're like, we need a funeral home, and if you talk to people, they'll tell you all the reasons you can't. Yep. And we went, and we walked in, and we saw him, and he's a character. He's the best. I love that guy. <laughs> and we go, we're gonna, we're thinking of making a film. We need to shoot. You know, we want to shoot a funeral scene. He goes, "No, they shot next of kin here, which is like an '80s film with That's I think it's Patrick so Swayze."
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
2: And but he he goes, so they trashed the place. But he stood in front. We couldn't get out because he was in front of the door.
0: Oh my god! So we're like,
2: okay, and he. Go, he takes us in his office and shows us Polaroids.
0: Of when they shot the film. And it was
2: like semis in this huge crew and we go, I go no, no,
0: it'll be I have so a Corolla. We yeah.
2: have a crew of three. Yeah. And so we talked to him and he goes, Let me think about it. And we had shot a trailer that we had sent him. And we're like, here's the preview, like here's kind of the idea of what it's gonna be. And then he goes, Send me the script, and we sent him the script. And he goes, all right. And he goes, you can shoot in on this Thursday. Uh-huh. He goes, the only caveat is no one can die because then I'd have to use the funeral home. Yes. So then we're like, we don't know until oh the day my before. God. So we have everybody on hold. We had 40. We got extras from Craigslist. Yeah. That's, man, Craigslist is great. The uh-huh. extras from the, so we're all on hold, like. Please don't die. Please. Please nobody die. Please no (laughs) one. The day after we filmed, some big family in Chicago, some big construction family, somebody died. So it was a huge thing the day after. Oh, my God. So we're just like, and we went in there. He was so great where we held the actors. At one point, we go down there and there was pizza. Mm. He ordered pizza without saying anything to feed the people. And what happened is from there, we ended up having our premiere at his funeral home, yes. and he had a Cubs casket that he brought up and loaded with DVDs.
1: Oh my and then he God! Goes, he made
2: cards like funeral cards for the film for
1: each one, yeah. And
2: then he 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 goes, "Do you want me to do it like a funeral?" We go, "Yeah." So he introduced yes, absolutely. So he like, thank you all we for do. coming. <laughs> and I ended up we went there, and I remember one time we went there, and he goes. Yeah, I got a bunch of uh, flat screens. Do you want me to put those up? And they just came in. We're like, okay. And he goes, we could use this parlor. And he had like rowing machines and slot machines because he wasn't using the parlor. It was just like stuff he got.
0: He was it was the row-weather. best.
2: And I re- I actually rehearsed some improv. <gasps> Groups in his funeral hall. That's
0: so fun. And it, was, it
2: goes... But He was just excited to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, man. I...
2: And so- as long as you don't screw up the place and you treat things with respect... Yep. It will be fine. It- and that's the thing we made sure of is like, we're going to clean it up. We're not... We didn't let him do any of that. Mm-hmm. But if you're cool and you ask for things and you are professional and you don't act like an idiot going into places... You, you'll you be able to do a lot of things you don't think you can do.
0: That's so funny. I so th- I think so much of this really does go back to like when uh, you're talking about like what it's funny that you're citing reasons that you didn't want to put it up as like a regular show. Yeah. And is like oh well you know you didn't want to have to like go through all those motions. You didn't want to have to try to publicize it like put up holsters and find a like venue. place the venue and all that. And I do think that's one of the biggest things and I think that goes hand in hand with that like well I can just try to go through this theater, even though I don't totally agree with everything in terms. And they're
2: taking half the and, door,
0: and, and and I have
2: to meet a minimum, yep. which again is like that's you know that going into it exactly. You know when you go through a training center and there's going to be cuts to form one group, mm-hmm. or you're going to go through and then it gets funneled down to three classes. Mm-hmm. You know
0: that. And then into what it. do you do at that point? You know, like if something's Are you taken stop? out of your control and you've put x amount of you know years money dollars time energy into it and then it just gets cut off like you said are you just going to stop i'm going to give up i have friends who i've started um, creative endeavors with because they wanted to work with me, and whatever thing they were doing before got stopped for something out of yeah. their control. You know, like yeah. they got cut from a Herald team, and they went, "Well, shit! Now I have to do a thing for myself." And I'm like, "We could have been doing this all the time." Like, <laughs>
2: that, that effort you put in, and I think it's youth for sure, and yeah. I think it's oh, insecurity. Yeah. And then you go, and I've had that. I don't, please, I have had. I can, I can totally relate to all of that. Where it's like, this thing will tell me I'm good. Yeah no four walls or person should tell you what kind of performer you are if you look yeah, at like, if you look at art like artists or musicians especially and you and you then you look at improvisation <laughs> and then to think like you're going to be like you're going to let your art be determined by how you get judged
1: yeah and
2: how you're accepted into something instead of the inspiration of like the best improv i ever see is when i see people with their friends Yeah. Ever against any show when I see people interacting with their friends and because you'll naturally support each other's bits. Yeah. And it's like that. That's what go to those people. Mm -hmm. Find your tribe. Find the group where you're like, okay, this didn't work for me. Or when you get cut from any place, which you will, or fired, you will be asked to leave (laughs) at some point. Yeah. No matter what you think, you will be asked to leave Uh at some point. Mm -hmm. So use that time instead of worrying about or waiting for mm-hmm. find the people. I mean, I look at Adam Sandler and people are like, what a joke. And it's like, yeah, maybe and it's like, whatever. A, he gets paid a lot of money, but B more importantly, he does things with his friends.
0: Happy Madison, Happy is, Madison. Is, it's, yeah. it's
2: And that's all we want to do is like, I want to create stuff. I'd love to make a living and I think it can be done. And I think people need to realize it can be done, but it's only going to be done is if you take it on yourself that's the only way it's going to happen yeah. But it, you can make money doing it mm-hmm. it's just really hard and then people take no for an answer a lot or people give up mm-hmm. and then uh, so I'm glad your friends are doing it with you because a lot of people stop and it's like you're gonna let a building or a person tell you not to uh you got to stop your painting like yeah. somebody's gonna come in and go you I see your painting here it's, you got to stop it it's
0: crazy man you just, like yeah I just, it's
2: you're not fitting the style of a specific theater yeah, That's all
0: yeah when I when I didn't get placed on a herald team out of classes at IO um, I was already on, I did, I took classes at IO after I'd already taken classes at Annoyance, so I lived here for, like, three years at that point, and I was doing, I was already a member of the Nerdlogs. I was on a couple, I was on a playground team, I was already doing a couple other things, um, and, like, pretty bloody busy and, like, fulfilled doing those things, so I, I was just like, oh, Okay, like, (laughs) I mean, that sucks because you never want to be told as an artist that you're not good enough or, and that's not necessarily what you're being told. It's just, I think that's the difference is that you you have to remember,
2: you're being told the universe doesn't, this is not the place you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and I think I, and a lot of, and people ask me a lot, like, why aren't you on a team there? And I'm like, well, they didn't want me to be when I tried to be. Please, <laughs> please
2: date me. I don't want to date you. But please date me. I'm really a good person. Right. I don't want to date you. Yeah. And you know what? I've got a lot of other people I'm dating, but please date me. It's like, no, I'm telling you. I'm right. telling you uh, I don't want, for whatever reason, whatever reason it is, has is none of our concern. Yeah. Whatever you think is not my concern. Yeah. I'm telling you I don't want you here.
0: Yeah like and I'd be lying I think most people would be if they said that like that aspect of it didn't suck but at the same time I was just like alright well like and then every once in a while I'll go back and see a, a show and I'm like well cool like I know what this is. I know what I'm doing and I'm cool with what I'm doing and I don't like this thing enough that I need to keep putting time and energy into doing it cool I'm done like that's it (laughs) line drawn
2: (laughs) my wife has a moratorium on speaking about a specific theater because whenever more than two people get together and talk about it it's never good and that's it's also so like, I don't funny. want to spend, and for me, it's like, that's I don't want to spend so any more time funny. talking about that's things. That's all my roommate
0: is, too. It's like, yeah. I want
2: to talk about things that excite me, and I want to talk about good things. Because also, I will go down that hole. I will mm. go follow down me that too, rabbit me. hole. I and then too. it's three hours later, and it's like, I've done nothing but a destructive conversation. I just, that's
0: so funny. And it's coming back too, at me yeah. as bad
2: energy. Yeah. And and then, you know, we we, the thing with the film is that we had such a shared energy and that was our thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you need to have one or two. I think you should never have more than three things. (laughs) Three. Like when you have people that have, they're on even three improv groups, it's like, that's a lot of improv. You still have to navigate. You got to navigate. And it's like, don't let it engulf your life. Go yeah. take a banjo class. Go take a woodworking class. Take a night off to, to sit and hang with friends that you stop stopped talking to because you're yeah. focused on improv. <laughs> and the only time you ask them to, to hang out is when... When you're land. trying
0: to get them to Don't, come to an show. Come to the
2: show and it's like, yeah, that's that's fun. And even the greatest ones are great. But those people want to hang out with you outside of that. Mm-hmm. And you'll lose sight of that. And then if you're lucky, you'll come back around. Which happened to me. It's like I lost sight of my friends... Because I'd be like, man, the only time I'm asking them for anything is to come to a show. Mm -hmm. And that is when I think it's destructive because it's like, you're not giving anything. You're taking. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're taking.
0: Yeah. I have a, a... I come from a nice place of like, I try to make those friends also have like cool things that I could be involved in. Like I have a really good friend who is in the Lakeside Pride wind ensemble. So like every couple months he has a band like show that I go to and so I get to like support him and see a band concert and he's my friend so I get to see him And he comes to my improv shows all the time. It's like the perfect. It's a great exchange.
2: Because it's equal. Yeah. It's an equal, it's an equal footing. It's not like you're, you're asking him to come see it. And Mm -hmm. it's such a, that opens also, if you want to be good at improv, that'll open up your world because it's an experience. Mm -hmm. And now you will be able to draw from that Mm -hmm. instead of just drawing from shows, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, for me, that was really important. With when we started doing this film, mm-hmm. and and when you said like, ah, oh, you were like you don't want to go through the effort of the posters and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, and then I thought, man, I put a lot but more effort. So
0: it, that's why so I brought it up because so I thought that was so more, funny and so like so much more. And and especially full time job. Yeah, it's what I'm. It's so funny. Like I hate to take it back to that again, no. but like we've been doing this stuff with the nerd log so much. We've had like we devoted half of like four meetings to talking about what it would take to become an LLC. And we've devoted, we've devoted even more time than that to working on this game. And so I'm sitting in these things going like, man, I thought I was just going to be an actor and a nope. performer and a writer. No. Nope. And so I'm, I'm trying to take in as much information and knowledge from everything that's going on and contribute what I have. Uh-huh. But most of that time, Where I'm trying to take in knowledge, I'm going, man, I don't think I have anything to contribute to this, so I'm just going to, like, sit tight and listen and try to ask questions and try to contribute when I can. And then this past week, we were looking for filming locations for our Kickstarter video, Uh Um, which I'm like, yeah, like, I can write, and I, like, pitched, you know, I, like, pitched a sketch that is, like... You know, down the line, gonna be our Kickstarter video. I'm like back in the game where I'm like, okay, I got stuff to contribute to this. It's set in the 20s, and I have a friend who, um, while he lived in um, Chicago, was a member of a speakeasy. Yes. Um, and yes. he is like one of my very best friends. So I texted him and was like, "Hey, I really need a speakeasy to film in." <laughs> Do you have any contact info for this place? And he was like, get in touch with this guy. He's filmed there before. So I did. He, he sent me an email address and he was like, honestly, they weren't great about getting back to me all the time and it cost me X amount of money. Um, but like I shot over two days. So I had this big crew, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. And I was like, well, we would be there for four or five hours and we're <sighs> not going to have a very big crew at all. We're going to have a camera, maybe, maybe some lights. And (laughs) So I sent her an email and was just like Hope this pans out Because we're also kind of trying to get everything Within a certain time crunch
1: (laughs) I get an email back
0: within 30 minutes Where And I of course you know Dropped the shit out of my friend's name Of like I'm really good friends with uh, A guy who you know So I've been around the bar before Like I think it'd be perfect for this project It's a kickstarter We're just trying to raise money It's going to be a really short video And I got an email back within 30 minutes that was like, This is the time it'd be open to use. We're not going to charge you. Just remember us when the (laughs) game's a huge hit. And I, it was like I had accomplished like the greatest thing I was going to accomplish all month, you know? And like getting to forward all that information to my group and be like, Guys, like, that was it. Like, we're done. (laughs) Right. The first sentence of the email was, any friend of Nick Johnson is a friend of ours. And like and Nick Johnson is someone that I improvise with in one group mine. Like yeah. to me, my currency is people. Like, like everybody's that's what is. I have. Everybody.
2: It's <laughs> yeah. our relationship. Yeah. And it's like you it's not dropping the name. It's no. <laughs> it's what's your connection to that's me? how
0: I found out that this was a place that I could do this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, but you that's that's something that I think part of it is changing a little bit of that mentality because you said it's like your, your currency is people and you're not, it's not like uh, you're not, you have so much to give as well. And so saying that, it's like, that's the key that opens the door. You still have to do your work.
1: Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's that's just sure.
2: getting the door open. Yeah. Now you have to do things like show up on time, don't break
1: anything.
2: Yeah. It's so It's like, don't break anything. Yeah. Um, do your work. Get out of there. I'm always like, my advice to filmmakers is sh- um, start on time, try and get done early.
1: <laughs>
2: that's a big thing. If nothing yeah. else, I'm like, I'll shoot fast and I'll get you done by the time i said I'm, I'm going to get you done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Be professional, even though it's like a short or Kickstarter video. Mm -hmm. Be professional. Oh, man. Know your stuff. Know your stuff before you get on set. Don't be learning lines on set. Know your stuff so when you get in there, it's like for group mind films, we go, how can we shoot this for the least amount of money and the quickest and still make it look good? That's our thing is like short, yeah. fat, get in and out. You don't need a lot of stuff. You need to, for improvised films, it's like you need to know the parameters. You need to have somebody who goes, okay, you were standing there, you got to stand there again.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah Otherwise, sure. I'm going to be
2: editing for a year, which we did on Troubadour.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I just about to ask, like, so you finished <sighs> this first project in, you film it all in six days.
2: We invested, um, the most we invested in was our legal fees. Oh, wow. To be protected contractually. Like, yeah. that was a big important thing for us. It was not anything else. It was that. Yeah. We replicated a thousand or whatever DVDs. Okay. And now, in our second film, we didn't, because we did not do any physical DVDs because that's an added cost. It's,
0: and Everything's it's online. Essentially obsolete. It's
2: obsolete. <laughs> so we, the next, the next film we did, it's like, okay, I learned enough from that first film and I directed the second one and I didn't know what I was doing. I, the same thing. It's like, I was, did you direct the
0: first one?
2: I didn't direct the first one. Okay. Uh, I have been on, I've done enough like videos and stuff and I was watching what they were doing and I'm like, okay, it's not as overwhelming as I think.
0: Yeah. And what I said is
2: I need a dude who I can go, I don't know the technical term for it, but here's what I wanted to look. And so I found that in my buddy Jason Beaumont and speaking of bits, we call him Doug there's no reason
0: that's so There's funny. no reason It's just like You don't even know Where the origin bit, of the bit was we started <laughs> doing
2: a bit Calling him Doug And that was it And that's everyone's so like That's so funny like, We have a Doug. guy
0: That's uh, Like this is a picture Of a bunch of Dudes I imp- People I improvised yeah. with In college uh, In the twins In the glasses All the way uh-huh. on the left It says his name Ian We called him Michael almost exclusively, very similarly, it all started from just a weird bit where we're all do going, a bit. hey, Michael, a bit. and he was Michael
2: to everyone. Well, same thing. It's like, we introduced him as Doug, we forget his name is Jason. We introduced like, him as Doug.
0: Michael, yeah. And that's
2: cool. It's like, your friends. You do your best improv with your friends. Yeah. And so I told, and I remember I met Doug... Because I did a seven-day short written by Kevin Riome, and Kevin goes, who's a teacher at Second City, he says, I got this thing, I want you to be in it, which always is great. I'm like, yeah, sure. anything. And I never even, like, read scripts usually. I'm just like, yeah, I'll be in it. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, I go, who's your DP? Who's your guy shooting? he goes, oh, uh, this guy, I'm taking, he was taking guitar lessons at Old Town School of Folk Music. And Doug was in his class
0: And that's how they met And, and then he worked
2: with you And Doug was a uh, He's a photographer by trade Not videographer Did Wow
0: photo. And
2: so we shot this thing And he shot it on a DSLR Uh huh And I, wa- I looked at it I was like This looks awesome I'm like It looks like film It was crazy And so John and I met Doug And said We're going to shoot this We have no budget We can't pay you And, he, and Doug's like that's all right. All right. I'm looking for a project to start doing camera? film. And so we did that and we shot Troubadour in a working restaurant over seven days, maybe.
0: So that was a seven, short, eight. quick shoot, too.
2: It was shorter. Troubadour was uh, shorter than Legacy. So Legacy, American Legacy might have been 10 days. Okay. Troubadour might have been eight, something like that. Okay. Another sh- and we shot in a restaurant and they said, we're closed Sunday at three. We open up Tuesday at two or whatever. Uh, so we were like, great. We're going to shoot Sundays. We're going to shoot. So we did all the restaurant stuff really quick there. And I got 40 people to come out and act as, as yep, patrons. That's what
0: we're going to have to so, do.
2: And it's, and people will do it just to be like, I'm, this yeah. is great. Yeah. And I made, this we made sure the set was like, make sure you're set. There's so much stress that happens. Your job is, For me, as a director, and John and I as producers, it was like our job was to be like keep everything as happy and upbeat. We had dudes playing guitars as we're setting up lights, a nice environment, and you're getting things like. Oh, the restaurant is in a building that is run by an association. And they didn't tell them we're filming here the day we start shooting. Oh, the morning. And John's, John, here's why he's the best. <laughs> he calls me the morning. We're getting, we're like, we're packing stuff up to go over there. And he goes, just to let you know, here's what's happening. I'm taking care of it. He goes, That's don't worry amazing. about it. Because I was directing. you I got like, to
0: have a guy like had that. Yeah, that guy. Yeah.
2: And so we shot it. And then we took this footage and we were super excited we went back and it took us a year to edit the footage because it was the first cut we did was like three hours wow and then we went and we had to cut things that it was like we we had discussions about things that i'm like uh we need to keep that but then you look at for filmmaker improviser filmmakers what's your Mm storyline what serves that story anything else the things you think are funny and the things you're like this is a great scene uh-huh. if it doesn't serve your story you got to you got to go. kill your babies you mm-hmm. got to kill those things which you think are brilliant
0: what uh so you said parts of it were scripted parts of it you knew the actors who were in the scene were just going to run with it yeah what was that like navigating as a director
2: well i would only trust the people I would only trust certain people to do that cool. because I know they know enough and they've done enough that they know what not going to take what's not going to take away from it. But sure. also, these were going to be cutaway comedic elements, so sure. we didn't really need. Okay. it was more conversational stuff, so we didn't mm-hmm. need that. And they were so good, it's like keep the camera rolling. Sometimes I would start takes. We would do twelve minute takes only because that's the amount of time you could do on these cameras. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I'd be. That's like, really funny. I'd be like, all right, let's do a take do some pre-conversation at some point actor X you're going to say the first line of the scene that's been written Uh, and sometimes like oh we'll take that pre-part or sometimes it'd be like let's keep rolling it and see what happens after the scene is done and I'd let the actors know too and I'm like don't stop until we say cut sometimes we'd shoot somebody and go okay that's good let's do it again because like maybe he didn't get the shot Mm -hmm. or I'm like ooh you know what keep it on that person Mm -hmm. but really it's like the economy of what you're doing, time-wise, and the preparation before you hit the set, the more, and that's one thing I would have done different is more preparation going into it. Really? Totally.
0: In terms, totally. Prep in terms of script.
2: In or? terms of, not necessarily script. In term I felt like we were a good place with a script. In terms of shot selection. Oh. In terms of, yeah. You gotta have a I, shot list. Gotta hey, have a shot yeah. list, and not just. I have to be more explicit talking to my DP instead of saying like, "Do this thing." Now I start understanding. Okay, that's why these terms are important. Because I'd be like, "I need a yep. uh, 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 smash cut or a swish pan or, or whatever." A like, shot, yeah, or like, "Here's what I wanted to look like," and then go through it with my DP. So when we get on set, he's not just right. like, "Wait, right, what?" Which he was really good at. And we got a... towards the end, it was like we worked really a great well, report. really good. And he he's got a good eye for comedy. But I think going into it's like have all your stuff prepped, so then you enjoy the fun part. Yeah, the work is before and after the shooting. What we all want to do. Yeah, the fun. You have to keep as the director. You have to be like, what's the overall, what is shooting, what's working, what's the overall structure. Uh huh. You have to keep all that stuff in mind, and And
0: that's imperative that you have all and I you that you have answers to all that stuff because
2: you show up and I've been on sets. You know, sets. I've been on shoots before. We show up, and the director goes, "Yes." Yeah, so I don't know. Let's. But they're looking through the script, and it's like, "Don't waste people's time." No. Be prepared. Go God. in there, and then realize things change. And it's like, how do you adapt? how do you adapt when you're shooting a scene in that restaurant, and a former member of the Bears from like the '70s walks down drunk <laughs> and goes in your shot Stop. and sits there, and then, and then. Leaves, comes back down wearing a tuxedo to be in the film. Oh, so it's like my all that stuff that you can't control. So it's This
0: like, wait, this really happening this happened.
2: <laughs> and he comes in and he said to my wife, whatever his number was, he was like oh, and, he okay. said, and I forget who it was, he was a bare secondary player, like in the sixties and seventies, and he said like he said something like John Smith, twenty two, look it up. Like really, like Almost like Frank Sinatra-esque. Oh, my God. So, part of that, I'm like, I want to keep this guy on set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it's what can you prepare and control versus, okay, what happens if... Uh, the, the, the beauty s- of the improvised right. part of it. Right, and what mm-hmm. happens when the refrigerator goes out and you need to get that working again? What happens when you run out of this? What happens when... Those stuff you can't you can't control. The improv, you have to give improvisers parameters. Mm-hmm. To stay within, and you also have to be like, for me, for a film, it's like improvisers and actors who are trained on the stage, you got to pull it way back. Yeah. You got to play it subtle, almost boring. Because you're trained to be so big and sometimes so unbelievable that when you get in front of a camera, it never lies. It will tell when you're not being truthful and honest because it picks up every detail so small. Mm -hmm. So they see it when it's like you're not listening or you're not paying attention. So keep it very pulled back. Not so over the top Listen to what the director wants Do what they say Don't try to add stuff that detracts from it Mike Kaczynski Who is one of the funniest people I know Was a Second City guy uh, I know the name He's amazing He's another guy going back to like Why is this dude Everybody in improv who knew him was like, he should be on a main stage. Oh, really? You know? And it took him a while to. And then when he finally got on ETC, he got a Jeff Award, which doesn't mean anything. But it's, a, <laughs> it's a recognition. But it's, still, it's still cool. Yeah. Um, so he was in our film. And the reason why was I had a stage, a table read, and I needed a couple extra actors. So I asked my friend Katie, and I asked Mike, and they came out. And they were so good, and Mike was so funny we wrote him. a part for him. That's awesome. And he came in, and there's a part where it's not in the script, but I had the actors at a uh, they were at a pre shift meeting, mm-hmm. and I told them to keep their phones on, so I would because it was a very tense meeting.
1: Uh uh-huh.
2: Where the manager who played by John Burger comes in, he goes, "I got this last night. I'm not happy. Let me read this to you." And then I would call people's phones, and he'd be like, "Turn the phone off." <laughs>
0: That's so funny. And Kaczynski
2: goes. Uh, my mom has diabetes. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not, not a, you could never, unless you're a great improviser, could not do that. And it's like that was not a line that he's like, "I got this funny bit." It it's was not a line like that just came out, it wasn't sitting on it. Yeah. Or another part where, like, another pre-shift uh, meeting, and they grab one of the waiters <laughs> on there, like, "Come with me," and they take him out, and they're getting yelled at the whole pre-shift meeting. Get on, take him out, and it pans over to Mike. Like, there was just a massive fight that happens, and he goes... Like, the the GM and the chef got into a physical fight.
0: Oh, my gosh. And
2: then leave, and they're all sitting there. All the staff is, like, looking at them. Like, they fought, landed. Like, at one point, a guy, you see the GM run and tackle the chef, like, actually happened. At the end, the camera pans over, and this was not in the script, but Mike Kaczynski just goes, I'm tweeting the shit out of (laughs) it. And everyone loses yeah. it and that's where I'm like that's when improv comes in handy. Of
0: course. It's like
2: furthering that story not what's your bit what's, it's what are you doing to further this thing we're trying it's to do. It's still in the realm of what the What we're trying to do. Is? Yeah. What are you trying to do and, and it can work uh, it just is it has to be so there has to be some action too. There, yeah. You can't just sit and talk.
0: That's I think where just, a lot of so let's talk a little bit um, about, like, where you've seen improv used in in filmmaking and any television that, like... Because some things are really transparent about how much improv is involved.
2: Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, like, curb your enthusiasm. That's
0: exactly the kind of thing I was thinking of.
2: Which is, uh, you talked... We talked earlier about, like, inspirations. And that was a big inspiration for us about the cool. the the... the family dynamic and uncomfortableness it was like that and the british office where the two things were like that's what we want to try and do and they're both different Mm -hmm. the british office seems improvised but it's very scripted but it's also very much like camera fly on the wall
0: yeah i think the mockumentary thing probably gives it a bit more of a improvised feel yeah
2: and then you have things like the Christopher Guest movies, love which Christmas. why I love those two is there's heart to them. Yes. They're and really sad they're people. They're really sad people that just, it's like, oh, that Guffman's not coming. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that he's not coming. Or like the beautiful song in a mighty wind. Yeah. With Catherine O'Hara and Eugene uh, Levy. And it's mm-hmm. just like, or Levy. Eugene Levy? Levy. I don't know. Levy. But they, so Guest writes his scripts... They're improvised, but he writes them like music because he's musical. So he'll write it, and he'll almost give like an overview, and it'll be like setting up the characters. And a lot of it he just lets them run with. Curb does it like,
0: and and I also, I mean, actually, both of these, honestly, really are again talking about people who work consistently together. Consistently, it's about these people who have built people around them. You know?
2: And you, it's always... You see, like, yep, that's Fred Willard. And it's like they put him in a role to succeed. Yeah. They put Guest in he a role. knows They're exactly always, where knows exactly. his players...
0: Where Catherine O'Hara is going right. to be in that movie where...
2: And the versatility of those. And I remember um, one of the actors talking about... They didn't know what dialect they were going to use until they put a certain outfit on and then they went. That's great. So he'll let them go yeah. with that. Um, somebody like like Larry David yeah, okay. goes... Andrew. Here at some point you're gonna try and get up and pay the check like that's the kind of thing he'll do, so he'll yeah, be like, he just but he'll gives have an idea like
1: uh,
2: motivation, uh, motivation. something'll happen and I think that's the key and his larry's is Larry David is more um arguing than I like
0: yes it's
2: and but that's he's really funny at it, he's really good at it, but that's so that's another way to do it. I think with network shows. And you can only do it on HBO, really, because there's so much money that's riding on things that in order for them to take a chance in improv, it just can't happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about how these dudes make what they do, but the Duplass brothers are someone who come to mind, especially because they just made an HBO show.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I just read about those guys Yeah,
0: but Jay and Mark Duplass They've been making They started making really small movies
2: He's somebody who said You should be making films all the time mm-hmm. I just read something he
0: Yeah, Jay Duplass is more of the like Filmmaker yeah. And
2: Mark is more of the actor But yeah. they both
0: do a little bit of both um, and they are absolutely proponents of making things
2: all the should time. should always be doing they, There's no excuse not to anymore. There's not... You have phones. You already do vines. <laughs> and you should be doing vines and videos if that's what you want to do all the time. And even if not, be. be creative. Yeah.
0: yeah you should yeah, totally be. Do uh, I don't know how much... I know... So they like are associated with this like specific um, like filmmaking... I don't even know if it is considered, like, a genre on its own, but, like, Mumblecore... Mumblecore is a genre. Okay, so they're, they're the very Joe much... Joe
2: S- Swanberg. Joe
0: Swanberg was another person that I was going to bring up. Uh, I haven't seen any... I don't think I've seen any Joe Swanberg movies. Maybe one or two, but not the, like, most popular ones. But I think his their names end, end up being, like, a little bit synonymous, but the Duplass yeah. Brothers... Uh, I think it could be said that, like, things don't happen in their movies. Like, it's just a lot of people talking. But I just view them... But I think you could say the same thing about, like... Clerks, you know, like it's just Same people thing. talking. Uh, Brothers McMullen, yeah, Brother McMullen. Uh, that's another Same, I tell uh, good example like, of Ed uh, uh, Ed Burns.
2: Burns. I tell everybody, I learned so much from listening to the commentary of his film, mm-hmm. where he talks about things like continuity doesn't matter. He's like, yeah. look at look at outside, there's snow now. Look, there's not. Yeah. And he, I saw him speak at a panel at. I've uh, I've
0: seen a Q and A with Ed
2: Burns too. He did it in the back of that. Bowling alley at uh, Illinois AMC. Oh,
0: downtown. yeah. Uh-huh. And
2: there was maybe and a handful of people there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah strike, yeah. whatever but, that Lucky Strike. The lucky Strike, yeah. And he's back there. That's crazy. A film I saw him well, at
0: the, uh, the Gene Siskel. I yeah. saw a screening of
2: he goes, one of his most recent movies. He goes, I'm going back to. He, he released a film on iTunes and he goes, It didn't uh-huh. make money, but he goes, It showed me it can be done.
0: It's. Uh, was did it come out like two ish years, two or three years? Longer. Because oh, really? this was
2: right when I was this was right before I started shooting Troubadeau because I was like, I'm directing oh, this film. Oh, cool. Uh, and he said, he goes, I'm going back to Brothers McMullen. He goes, three-person crew. He goes, for what they rent for a machine that they use on feature films for a half day. He's like, I could make a movie for them. Yeah. He absolutely. says, I sit there and they waste all this. He goes, and also what happens is he goes, I have a script. It's bought by a studio. And they go, great, love it. And he goes, and
0: they I tell find the they actor. To change.
2: He's like, I found the lead actors. I've searched. It's this person. I am so excited. And they go, uh-uh. Yeah. You're choosing one of these five. Yeah. Yeah. And they go, he goes, I see my title's change. He goes, I hate eight. it. <laughs> and this is somebody that's had major success. And he goes, and, and, and I, he goes, I'm still with investors. He's like, you still got to pay them back. Yeah. But I remember seeing him talk and then heard the DVD and I asked him a question. I went up and I was like, I'm a big fan. Cool. And I had a copy of American Legacy on me and I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, let me see it. And who knows if he watched Ever it, but fact watched he it or if he took it. Yeah. And I said, what's your big piece of advice? I'm shooting a film. I've never done it before. He goes, shoot the scenes, spend your time on the scenes that matter this shot of people oh, walking in he goes don't spend your time on that, that stuff that
0: is such a what are the, good the he goes what
2: is the scene that matters he also says I write films based around he goes here's what I write films based around and I'm thinking like oh story or actors he goes I write films based around the locations I can get uh because that's the most that like that and talent are the most expensive. And he goes, so I'll write. He goes, I did Brothers McMullen because it was my parents' house mostly. He goes, I had a one floor rule. There was always a one floor between us and them. So either we're in the basement, that's they're up so there. Funny. And he goes, I had shots I want to do in cars. He goes, it's impossible. I used he goes, to do it. Yeah. It's they're called vampire shots because they suck the life out of everything. Ah. So he goes, I just had them in a car. It's parked. He goes, it's so, so I. He goes, I didn't sit there and be like, I gotta shoot in a car moving. He's like what can I do and it's that's hard. what I say it's like what can, where can you shoot is the first thing can you shoot in an apartment great shoot in the apartment right you're, yeah you want the shot with the sunset in the car great what what can you do to get it done you're never you want a big crane shot we all do yeah <laughs> film, I feel like I would love a crane shot at the end of Troubideau with a car driving down the road can't do it
0: Man, but you just yeah you just don't need that to make a good movie it's just it. it's a different story. movie uh, my favorite
2: movie is once, mm-hmm. um, another big influence. It's, oh my God, it
0: costs less than a hundred thousand dollars to make
2: because it's a story. It's
0: all about the story and
2: they shot stuff too. I love once. I love, I love this movie the way it was shot. I love this movie called Rachel getting married. Oh
0: yeah. Rachel because getting they
2: use great. the, they use the music that they were playing as the soundtrack. Yeah, and they it's, had uh, cam- die- diegetic, I think that's yeah. what it's. Jonathan Demme shot it and he actually then had also actors in the scene with video cameras that he could use that footage from. Oh. So he shot it. Yeah, in a way where it's like shit, I so didn't then you would also you would see these camera people but they would look like guests and they would also use the the footage that the actual actors cool. shot. And the same thing with Once, which I love I think once it's so great, and I think it shows you if you have people who are just honest and true... They don't have to try to act. Watching people act is the worst thing. Watching good actors <laughs> are invisible. Yeah. So when you watch people, it's like, oh, they're acting. It's horrible. But you watch like once and it's like a sweet story. Mm-hmm. You can connect to that. I love that they never came together at the mm-hmm. end. Spoiler. Yeah. It was just, is it too soon? Is it too spoiler. soon? No. How many years not ago? Not in 06. But watching that and watching how it shot where she's like. And
0: also, I don't think that ruins the movie. I don't think that's what the movie's about. I don't no. think it's a will they won't they it's a movie about like people working
2: together and interacting creatively romantically and I love that she's married Mm -hmm. and you don't realize that you don't find out to the end but then she's also still like that's my life yeah good or bad that's my life and yeah. that ending crane shot I think is yep. the most expensive probably, shot of the film probably yeah like that but all of that and I think they had one or two time to get it they had a short amount of time where they could get that shot yeah but once is another one of the films that I cite as I love that I love how it's shot mm-hmm. I love the story I love the music it's so very simple and a lot of it was improvised a lot of it was like yeah. we set a camera up
0: oh yeah do you uh, so you, um, you brought up when Um, He finds out that she's married. Yeah. Um. In this, and it's gorgeous. They're walking in uh, the like uh, coasts of Dublin, like just gorgeous shots. Gorgeous. And having these like intense, like, but with very like, um, just very few words. Conversations, yeah. but still very intense. And he's he asks, about the words, people, yeah. And so he asks how you say ocean in Czech, and she tells him it's like oats and yeah. And then he asks a couple other things, and then he says, What's Czech for? Do you love him? And she says, Mu yesho. And uh and so he says, so yeah. Muye show. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, uh tebe or something. I'm butchering the pronunciation, but that's the same She doing pretty good says. though. And she says, tebe," And he's like, What? What? And she just walks away. Yeah. And you never know what she said. She in the scene they didn't know what she was gonna say. She improvised that dialogue. Do you know what she says? No. You are who I love. No! And it was improvised Glenn Cancer The actor Did not know What she said But she knew What she said
2: And the fact that It's And what I love Is Because it's always There are things like that That are going to be there Yeah But you just don't Act on them Yep and the fact yep. that she didn't. Exactly. And that was it. It's That's re- what I so, love.
0: it's realistic. It, oh, God. Man, I can a talk a about it forever. Bigger,
2: <laughs> if, if that was bought by a bigger studio, I I don't know, but I would guess they'd be like, they gotta come together. You cannot leave that hanging. And yeah. to me, it's like that hanging thing is what makes it a great they, film. They
0: wanted to tell that story. Not That's the story. The story. Of, uh, it's, it's not a traditional quote-unquote love story. Right, right. Um, I will say I'll recommend John Carney's newer film that came out this past year called Begin Again. Um, and it is kind of like... A studio version of that movie. Not in the most like strict of ways, Uh but there are a lot of like it's almost like a companion piece. But if Glenn Hansard and Marquetta Erglova were played by (laughs) fucking Mark Ruffalo and Kieran Knightley and Adam Levine. Exactly. Can we get Ruffalo? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like a big picture, big American music yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. And so it's still good on so many levels. I really liked it, but it's not once.
2: <laughs> Nothing will be. None, I remember seeing that and John Burke told me. He's like, I went and saw it. He saw it at Century Landmark. Yeah. And he's like, you gotta see this movie. And then I read the synopsis and I was like, mm, uh, <laughs> Because I felt like it didn't capture what it was. Yeah. And then when I went and saw it, I remember the first maybe a minute mm-hmm. I was like the first minute is incredible it's just a really slow and I went yep yeah because I love that style incredible. filmmaking and I was like uh-huh and uh-huh. then the whole time I'm just like I can't believe this I was like it, and so for me I can't me,
0: imagine watching that movie from the place that you guys were working
2: oh it was high. just it was inspiring we would see all these things and be like it can be done we'd hear about Joe Swanberg and it's like we know his name yeah but also he shoots a ton of stuff uh-huh. and it's the mumblecore which I'm like okay and I've seen I saw one of his films and it's like vi- it's visually I like it. Mhm.
0: This was like Drinking Buddies and Happy not, Christmas.
2: Be- yeah, before that. Um uh, uh, it might man, have been it, ha- takes it was Happy stairs. Christmas. Happy Christmas. Um and I was like it's not that it's like a great film but mm-hmm. what I like is that it's he keeps doing it and he's got something to say. Yeah. And it was like, it was really interesting and you could tell it's all improvised. You can tell Wow. Uh, what improvisers and to make a good improvised film, the next step is you have to make it look like it's scripted. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with on stage, really good improv looks like it's scripted and people go, it's scripted and that's what you have to do. And the only way you can do that is, and you talked about it, the pauses. The mm-hmm. building of tension. The bu- and what happens is, and this is American comedies especially, mm-hmm. you have a lot of talk. Everything's talk. There's no visual. There's no story. Everything's mm-hmm. talk. And and what we ran into with our first film of distributing it, and we, we had a lot of... We, one of our investors knew the guy that ran the Sundance Institute, so we were able to wow. get it there. But then because we got it there... They didn't pick it up, but because we got to that point, they gave us a list of, like, sure. uh, studio people. So we got it to—we we went, Who's, who do we want to do this, if we could have anybody— Fox Searchlight.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: So we got to we got <laughs> to the went,
0: yeah. Fox
2: We got to the head of it. Once we, he goes Fox right. All of their films were like that's the films we like. This is a Fox film.
0: Searchlight. I think my top the ten movies like seven or Fox eight, eight of them are Fox Searchlight. Not even They're kidding. The best. That's so like we, not an exaggeration. And
2: we're like that's the studio we want to work with. That's the studio we think this is film represents. So we got American Legacy to them, and he said, and this is another, another lesson we learned. He goes. Lo- uh, loved it character story can't do anything with it it's too uh what he was saying i forgot the words exactly but he was saying basically it's an ensemble and there's no star which i oh, go makes sense wow can't can't put it okay makes sense and it was also like it wasn't targeted towards anything specific uh-huh. so we went all right so then we shot troubadour we're like Biggest industry in the country. Yeah. The two guys who I wrote it with are restaurant career servers who like what they do. They're not like trying to get anywhere. Mm. They would tell stories and I'm like, this is not believable. They it it is. We put, yeah. when we such got a uh, Such a specific thing. Such a specific. We put it on an iPad. The film, we downloaded it there. We engraved his name in it. Oh, we, cool. We put headphones in it. We took the uh, iPad box and we put it on an iPad. We took the, the Apple box. We put our logo over it. Very cool. And we say, we know you're in our, you know, and we've been in contact with them. We're like, because uh, you said, yeah, let us know what else you're doing. Yeah. And we said, hey. And we said This sent is it what him. else we're doing. This so is what yeah. else we're doing. We know, watch it on a plane or this is how yeah. it's supposed to be watched. We got it sent back. And it was, I can't take this because it's. A legal thing.
0: Oh, it's like you're giving him a gift.
2: It's like a gift, and we were like, ah, Check. but we still got the screener to him, and it's another thing of like, okay, if you don't like that one, we're still until you tell us no, we're, we're going to keep making. And we have sh- the con- like to you to said, you. the dropping name. Yeah, we have that connection, and it's going to keep doing that until either we get something or we do a thing on our own, yeah. or we start producing things we see people do. Cool, but it's the thing of like. Don't take no for an answer. Find the people that you can depend on. Find the people that will say yes. And find the people that will take your idea. And like good improvisers, will make it better. Won't stray from the idea, but the ones that will make that idea better. Yeah. And then go, great, I'm going to put it out there. I got to keep creating. Don't, rely, don't put all your eggs in that basket and be like, this is the thing that we got to get famous for. And if yeah. we don't, we're screwed. It's like, that's one of things. And like... The work, you know, the show Workaholics. You know those dudes, yeah. so great. Um, they put, they spent all their time when they weren't working. They worked bad jobs to then shoot stuff, and they would shoot all the time. And what got them Workaholics is they did a porn parody. Oh. But because it was a porn thing, that's what got them noticed. But right. Like, and I go, yeah. you got to create. You got to keep creating. You never creating. know what the thing is. You never is know. And when, catch, you're doing yeah. your, when you're doing your cards and your board games or your scenes or your sketches, but when you're working on that thing, like what you're in right now, don't forget to still create. Don't get so wrapped up in that thing that you stop doing what you guys love to do. Yeah. Which is create. And we got... John and I got so wrapped up in trying to sell it and get that we stopped for a while creating Making and it's other like stuff. you got to still make other yeah. stuff.
0: I was about to ask the last question. Um, but before I do that, you're working, you're directing a show right now.
2: I am. It's a sketch show and we've been working so hard <laughs> on it. It's it's been a wonderful production. It's called Sibling Rivalry Presents Let's not fight. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great! And it's at the PH great.
2: Theater uh, up on Bur- Fifteen Fifteen West Berwyn. and we're really lucky because we're a uh, production that's not produced by PH. Okay, comedy theater by PH Productions. Uh huh. So we're doing Sunday nights. We have um, we had two previews, and now we have four. The next four Sunday nights, we're doing it. And it, the group are two improv groups. I was coaching separately that I. I said, let's do a show together.
0: Cool. And
2: then they called themselves sibling rivalry.
0: That's so like, funny. And
2: then we went to this was a group that did they did a Kickstarter to get to Hawaii. Oh. And they got there and my wife is always like so they paid for your vacation. Work with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we went there and then we came back and I was like and we came back and it was I, I this may or may not have happened, but I know with a lot of groups you come back from something cool like that, and then it's a long time before you do something else. Yes, and you're like, we're going to do it, and then things get in the way. So I'm like, we're, let's we're going to do a sketch show. Man, I'm gonna, that's
0: so great. It's like your well, influence has to have been so invaluable for them.
2: I hope so. I think uh, I think it has. We we started with mostly like all of my material, where I'm like. things I haven't put up in 20 years that I've done before and I'm like we're going to do some we're going to do my sketches and I had an idea for the show to be because I'm influenced by Mr. Show
0: oh yeah Uh, sure
2: and I'm like I want a show to be no blackouts no outs to scenes they things go into each other everything goes cool and it starts at one place and the end of the show Goes backwards and ends up at that first place.
0: That sounds awesome. It's
2: really cool. And then, but what happened during this process was great. Is they started writing things, and then we started taking things out that I was putting in, and starting putting things they wrote in, which is really good. And they've worked so hard. And it's a very fast show. Like you have to be off stage knowing where you're going to come in. And so we spent what November through what is it now March?
0: About to be April. April.
2: So November we started our first kind of rehearsal and we rehearsed in like four hour chunks. And that's another thing for groups is like spend more than two hours rehearsing. Yeah. So we rehearsed and rehearsed, And then we put this, we're going to open it Sunday and it opened Sunday. And it was like the same thing. It's like you go into it and you say, ah, this isn't working. This does, we can't do this. There was a thing I really wanted to do, which it was like involved a knife board. Yeah. And, but then looking at the show was like, I'm pushing this agenda. Yeah This is not for that show you gotta kill your
0: babies you Gotta kill
2: your babies And so we're, we're They've done a lot of work And it's a scripted show And for some of them They've never done a scripted show Yeah And so for that It's a big learning curve Of, of course like, Okay Where do you walk How do you move yourself Yeah so Gotta have the lines The biggest thing My biggest beef Against improvisers Doing sketch shows Is like You can't improvise the words You gotta The script is there mm. And a lot of times It gets real loose Or at
0: least Know the script well enough that if you do, it doesn't fuck everything up.
2: Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go old school. You just saying
0: like, stick straight to
2: it. <laughs> work, because you also work it so hard. Yeah, sure. And what happens is for me
0: I guess it's also a matter of preference. Like if that
2: matter of preference. If, if
0: you're coming into the show going, all right, we have a written show, that's what this is going to be uh, but you can come into a show saying, all right, we're going to write a show. And then once we get it on yeah. our feet and everyone's
2: super comfortable with that, then there's room for this. Or like, you get it on your feet and you're like, all right, uh, Mary Beth, I need you to really just don't stick to up. the script. <laughs> I need you to like hit them, but you're you're strong enough. I need you to. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Sure, to, okay. yeah. So and in That's those fair. instances. That's fair. And I'll do that with some of my shows too where it's like. This isn't working I don't know what it is So can you just like Can you say it a different way Can you try a different So in in those instances I might say Yeah improvise it Or I'll be like Sometimes you go It's a scene with beats Sure So it's like Hit these beats Yeah Sure But there are times Where I'm like like, I it's see writing six shows, it's, and it's like, they spent a year writing this. Stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. And it's I guess like, it learn has it. to be listen
2: to your director. Face to face or director, yep. to director If your director says, learn your lines, <laughs> <and> that's my <laughs> biggest beat. Every, I say that more in every sketch show I direct. <laughs> learn your lines. Yeah. I can't direct if you don't know your lines. So it's, it's director to director. Isn't
0: that crazy, though? That, like, we've gotten so. Into improv, oh. that we that like there's so many people who like don't know how to memorize lines or don't put right. enough of a importance they don't on it. Work on it, that is crazy. I, I know the, so
2: many performers who, if they heard that, would just be like, What <laughs>
0: the show
2: I was talking about tonight? The play I went to, uh huh. My friend was an understudy. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: she uh, 90 minutes on stage, she had five rehearsals, one show to do it. She did nine, she did. M- she was talking the whole time. No, she many did hours one shot and memorized that. everything, yeah. and it came off brilliantly one time. And then you're telling me as an actor you can't memorize a three-minute scene mm-hmm. verbatim. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, and you know, it's like if you tell actors that, they'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of, I was doing Macbeth, and I just kind of, you know, I was gonna wing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm
2: do stop winging it.
0: Cool. Yeah, I definitely wanted to give you a chance to uh, to speak to that.
2: Uh, to wrap... yeah, that's because we got hooked up. Too, yeah, also.
0: right. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta I gotta actually make good on that, and I'll um, plug it in the intro too. Yeah. Definitely want you guys to because it sounds awesome. That's what a cool like origin for that so being great. where it started from. And they
2: have worked so hard at it. Like these these folks have put so much time and work into it. Cool. And it shows. And they're so talented. They're so talented as performers. Good. Uh, and then we have people like John Campbell who set this Aww. up. Johnny Campbell.
0: Oh Sweet Johnny. John's the best. I so yeah, him.
2: it's like surround yourself with good people.
0: I love you him. Yeah. 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 So, um, as a, I know we've talked about this, but as a, a little button, uh, w- speak to me, uh, speak to the, um, ha- what kind of influence your love of, uh, improv and filmmaking has had on your life both creatively and uh in general
2: well i love doing improv shows on Mm -hmm. stage there's nothing that beats that as Mm -hmm. far as the feeling of a live audience but what improv and film has allowed me to do is expand the what's possible with doing it for so long it was like let's do it on stage and then it took people like Christopher Guest, yeah, uh, and other. You know, again, I'm not and
0: Larry David, and Larry David, of, yeah, and yeah. even
2: probably before that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing where I'm not as versed in film. I'm sure there are film people that can be like, "Well, he used a lot improv, of yeah, yeah, yeah." But it's allowed that to expand. It's also allowed me to show and be proud of something. I go, "That was improvised." Yeah. Instead of you had to be there, which also then has helped me with writing for sure. Writing, but a lot of improv you do on a stage and it's like, oh, I couldn't explain it. You had to be there. It wouldn't make sense. Sure. Now. now it puts improv in a context. So you go that thing right there, all improvised. Cool. And you go, and then you want to show people. Yeah. And for me, I look at I, my life is, I think improv is a way of life. And now it's like, how can we expand? Yeah, I
0: mean, We've talked about that already. How can it's
2: we expand? Surrounding people, people say yes. It's just say yes. And I go now, how, and here's what I think. How can I improvise with a friend of mine in Los Angeles? Can we set up a screen on stage that's life size, and him and I are improvising in two different cities? Right. Can that is that where improv goes? Uh-huh. Can I have be drinking a, a, a drink of water and hand him one, and he has and that he Sam and something same and takes else it?
0: Oh,
1: yeah, so for that's me, it's so like cool. it expands
2: of like what can we do with media because everything's becoming digital and everything's becoming uh, you can carry it in your pocket. So uh-huh. for me it's like it's, it's opened up that excitement Continue
0: thinking about ways to Yeah the creativity of
2: like We can do anything And to me that goes back to like My love of improv But now it's like Well this is what shaped my life It's turning to this It's turning to like How can we do things in other media
0: Yeah of course Which is
2: exciting as a creator of How like,
0: is it not Yeah When you thought that Yeah, it's so funny that it goes back... It all goes back to, like, I don't want to just put this up at one other theater. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like... And now it's like, wait a minute. I don't have to put this up at a theater. And
2: maybe I'll show it at the theater. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll show it there. But, yeah, yeah, the thought of, like, another poster in a town of all of this, in a wonderfully saturated town of improv. Mm -hmm. Why are people going to see my show? It's not because (laughs) of a poster. Because they're they're friends. Yeah. And if it's good, yeah. maybe. But it's like I can spend my effort rehearsing an improv show, or I can spend it working on a film, and I can then bring people on and go. It's not. I'm. I'm. Abs- I need. A, uh, I'm asking Mike Kaczynski and Bill Baylor and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, please be in and, and John Burke. And giving and,
0: your time and your energy, but and it's, it's also
2: giving them something. Yeah, it goes back to that where it's like they now have something they can watch and show, yeah. and you've given them something. So it, it's it's a relationship. It's very it's very much. You rely on other people.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for doing this. My God, you're it's the been best. A real joy,
2: right? This <laughs> yeah. is so great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Of
0: course. Uh, the thing I say at every episode is that Jay, I love you, and I mean that. Oh, I love you. I mean that. <laughs> yeah. Can't hear that enough. We did it. Yes. Yeah, we why, did it. I, that's what I. Uh, that's how I feel. So I like making sure everyone knows that's how I feel
2: we had a couple losses this year in improv in the past couple of years and it's like it's sad that you see people express that on Facebook
1: yeah and not have a chance
2: to say it to people and I'm like you know that's what I think makes the world a better place is like letting people know they're appreciated before you go oh and I should jet. have I should this. have it's like tell people to their face
0: I am a big proponent of that too so I'm glad you are as well aww <laughs> thank you so much thanks this for having me this was great me. Flaming
2: This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com.
1: Thank you all, thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.